Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. If you have school-aged kids or grandkids, you know we're in the middle of cough and cold season. But how well are we as parents doing in taking care of our kids and the crud that tends to stick to them like a magnet this time of year? A recent study by the National Association of School Nurses provides some insight. I recently talked with one of the survey's authors, pediatrician Dr. Lawrence Flint. Well, right now we're pretty much in the middle of cough cold season, maybe towards the tail end uh, as we approach the spring. Um, and it's pretty bad. Uh, I don't know how it is uh, your neck of the woods, but uh, right here in northern New Jersey, we're seeing so much uh, cough and cold right now. And um, what I would like to what I would like to start off with, we have a, a new survey that just came out, and the results have just been published. Yes, mm-hmm. I think it'll uh, I think it'll help your your listeners to understand a little more about what they can do to help their children with their cough and cold. Uh, this is a uh, survey that looked at uh, the perspectives of school nurses and um, mothers on their perspectives on cough cold in the school-aged children. And what they found, uh, a couple things not surprising, they found that uh, there was a significant impact on their children's ability to focus, uh, particularly in school, hard to participate in class, uh, finding it harder to complete their homework or to complete tasks when they have a cold. Uh, their energy level, of course, is down. Uh, school performance suffers, and they've got a significant amount of missed time in the classroom. Additionally, their sleep suffers. Uh, almost 80% of the moms say that when their children are sick, that they're more likely to be overtired, and about half of the moms say that their children are actually getting less sleep when they should be getting more sleep at a time that they're sick. Um, And the most interesting thing I think that we found here, there's a lot of other things, but this is one that I think is a big take-home message. Uh, Two-thirds of the school nurses reported that the parents they're interacting with are worrying that they're not doing enough to alleviate the symptoms in their children. But in the same survey, we found that only 23% of the mothers questioned would consider contacting their healthcare professional, their pediatrician, for advice on how to manage these symptoms. And about only 29% of those same moms would contact their pediatrician for advice on over-the-counter medications. So what we see here is a disconnect in what are the perceived needs of parents in regards to not feeling that they're doing enough or knowing how to take care of it versus the fact that they're not necessarily reaching out to the individuals who are probably best suited to help them with those questions. I just want to ask you, I know that just from experience with my own kids growing up, there'd be some mornings they'd they'd get up and they'd be sneezing or coughing and sniffling, and you kind of evaluate them, and it's like, eh, suck it up, you're going to school today. And then there'd be other days where, in no, you're, we're, we're going to go see what's, what's wrong. How do we as parents make that assessment, or, or what do we need to look for so that we go somewhere and get expert medical uh, help that can make uh, that assessment. What's is, I guess is there a difference between a cough and a cough? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great question, and it's one that we get all the time. And in fact, if you go to the survey, uh, about forty three percent of the moms wanted that same guidance on when to keep their children home from school, and it, it actually showed that only nineteen percent would actually consult a pediatrician for that. I think picking up the phone, um, especially the night before, if you're if you feel that it's going to be uh, an issue. I, I mean, there's certain guidelines. Certainly, if the child looks you know, is, is having significant symptoms. If they're coughing, um, if they've got things that are going to be disruptive to the school day, certainly if they have uh, a significant fever or not feeling well, 
uh, keep them home. Um, but I think, you know, talking to your school nurse, uh, that's an important thing because the fact is that, uh, you know, a lot of these nurses are having to deal with these children during the day, even if they get to school, and an hour or two in there, they're ended up in the nurse's office because of the symptoms, either because they're feeling unwell or because they're disruptive to the classroom to the other children. I remember many days growing up as a kid where my mom just gave me a spoonful of Robitussin and sent me out the door and said, you know, you're going to school, buddy. And and that's unfortunately true these days. You know, a a spoonful of uh, cough medicine or, you know, more likely a lot of times they're getting Tylenol or Motrin, uh, you know, and then by lunchtime the child has a fever. And it's a tough question because we're dealing in an age where there's a lot of single-parent homes uh, or, or both parents work. And what do you what do you do? Do you take off of work? And unfortunately, I, I think that uh, you know gets back to the idea of best managing the symptoms, avoiding these things as much as possible, uh, using the hand gels, staying out of places where there's a lot of sick people. If you don't need to go, don't go. Uh, you know because you're going to get sick this time of year. Um, uh, the statistics show that children are getting sick an average of three times during each cough cold season which means that we've got a number of children who seem like they're sick from November to March because they're getting five or six of these things, uh, sometimes all in a row. Sometimes they can get a couple of these viruses at the same time. So it's a tough, it's a tough time of year. In terms of, of prevention, when kids get into the cycle, are they, are they not getting enough, enough sleep or enough of the right kinds of downtime to let their, let their body recharge and build back up its immunities? Or are we just seeing different either viral strains or different you know, bacterial infections that, that just are, get passed around because of the nature of the way kids are and, and the way they're at school? Well, I, I think as a rule, we're seeing that children aren't getting the sleep that they need uh, anyway, and that's a question that um, is a gr- another great question to ask your pediatrician uh, during even a well visit about, for your child, child's age, uh, what is the most appropriate uh, amount of sleep that they should get. And, and I think overwhelmingly, children are getting under, under um, the amount of sleep that they need because of after-school activities, because of the school day. It's a hectic lifestyle even to be a kid these days. So uh, nutrition, uh, sleep, hygiene, again, I think just avoiding and teaching your children to uh, wipe things down, to wash their hands, to use the hand gel, uh, those things can help. Uh, unfortunately, you can't prevent it during these years for, for all of these, but they, are, they will help alleviate some of these things. I, I can remember when, our, when we took our, our, our very first child in, he was very young, took him into the pediatrician, he had a cold, and, and, uh, and the pediatrician just kind of looked at us and said, well, he'll be better in seven days, or I can give you a, a script and he'll be better in seven days. Uh, it, it, are some of these things just have to run their course and you try to treat the symptoms as best you can, or, or are there cases where you know, kids really need some sort of intervention in order to help them kind of recover? Sure. The vast majority of things need to run their course if they're just a simple viral cold. So, you know, the, the simple um, symptoms, runny nose, a little bit of a cough, a little bit run down. I think if you start to see that there's other symptoms involved, a high fever, um, ear pain, throat pain, things that may need to be checked out by a pediatrician uh, more emergently, are they having trouble breathing? Um, are they having vomiting, diarrhea? Things that, that go above and beyond just what we would consider the regular sniffles. And unfortunately, too, the idea of 
uh, things running their course over the, uh, a few days. Every single week in the emergency room, I see parents who are at wit's end because they'll tell me that their child's been sick for a month and they've gone to the pediatrician and they've, and they've told them that it's going get, to get better. But this gets back to the idea that these children are just getting you know, one infection after the other. And it's very typical during this time of year. They're in daycare, they're in school, they're in after-school activities. They're going to be exposed to all their friends who are just going to be passing the virus back and forth. So even though it seems like they've never gotten well, they've just gotten multiple colds. I'm reading here, it just amazes me, I never really thought about it, but 22 million school days are lost each year due, mm-hmm. to, due to colds alone. I just, that just uh, It's a staggering number, but I guess it does kind of make sense on how these things have a, have a kind of a chaining and, and, and multiplying effect, as you, as you, as you mentioned. Does, what, I, I can't count the number of times I hear, I hear parents uh, talking about, well, I read this on WebMD, or I read this on some other webpage. Are we... <laughs> Are we self-diagnosing our kids' ailments rather than going to the clinic or to the pediatrician or to urgent care or somewhere to, um, you know, to really see if we have a, you know, have a health concern? I, I think across the board, uh, people are health, self-diagnosing with things. I think it's important that if you're going to go to resources to understand where that information is coming from, uh, go to somewhere that's reputable. You know, again, I, I would say American Academy of Pediatrics is a great place to start. That's AAP.org uh, for information from you know, pediatricians in regards to what are our ways to deal with these things. But I think picking up the phone is something that we, I guess, we we're not doing as much as we should. Uh, and as pediatricians, we're there 24/7. Uh, your pediatricians, whether it's nurse practitioners or family doctors that you're seeing. Uh, we're there to answer those questions and remembering that every child is different. They have different ages. They have different health needs. Even cough and cold from one child is going to vary uh, from one to another, where one may have a runny nose, another may have a sore throat. Uh, so their symptoms are either different. So I think it's important to go on a case-by-case basis. And that's why I think utilizing your pediatrician rather than just getting on the web makes a whole lot of sense. From your perspective as a, as a practitioner, this time of year, are you seeing more kids succumb to colds and 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 other infections now than say fifteen or twenty years ago, or is it fairly constant over time? I think it's fairly constant. Every year is a little different. There's different strains of things, uh, so uh, I think and it varies from place to place. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's pretty consistent. All the parents that'll be that'll be listening and 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 hear this, and they they probably get all this information every year. And if they're reading all the literature that they're you know getting from their from their pediatrician's office, they probably should know this. But it never hurts to 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 be armed with information. What are the basic things that that that, that parents need to need to know and and remember and think about this time of year? Well, I think the basic things again starts with uh, with prevention, making sure your child's up to date on all their vaccines, including the flu vaccine. Uh, making sure that all their health care needs uh, are, are met, making sure they're getting a good amount of sleep, uh, good nutrition, all of those things we, we talked about. And when they do get sick, uh, trying to address the, the, the important symptoms as soon as possible. Uh, and I think arming yourself with information, understanding what the different medications that are out there, keeping in mind that, you know, there's, there's more than just uh, uh, the fever reducers. There's cough suppressants, expectorants, decongestants, antihistamines. All of them have their place and may or may not be appropriate 
So understanding what those things are, understanding that there's other things to help humidifiers, um, propping the head of the bed up so that the you know, mucus drains a little better for their children. You know, those type of uh, helpful things will help them get better quicker. Is there anything in particular this cold season that you're seeing or your colleagues are seeing across the country that's a little different from, from previous years? No, I, I don't think so. There's still a, a pretty good mix of various uh, things. We are seeing some flu as well. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, people, when they, uh, when they have the flu, it's, there is some overlap between uh, regular colds and flu. But for the vast majority, uh, flu, flu symptoms are, are significantly worse. It's one of those things where you, you generally feel like you've been hit by a truck. You know, your toenails hurt, your hair hurts, you know, everything, you're just miserable. You know, and those things, again, when you start to see those symptoms, uh, I think it's more important to, uh, uh, to engage with your uh, healthcare professional. That's Dr. Lawrence Flint, a pediatric hospitalist and adjunct assistant professor at Rutgers University. He helped author a recent study by the National Association of School Nurses. An overview of the study is available online at www.nasn.org. In the Author's Voice is a web-based series of WSIU Radio. I'm Jeff Williams.